welcome to Helping Kids Be Kids, a Little Lighthouse production. I'm your host, Christina McIndorfer, and I'm so glad you're here. Today's guest is Sean Novak, one of the dads from last week's Father's Day Roundtable. In this series, we're looking at various challenges from the unique perspective of dads. I invited Sean because I witnessed he and his family walk through a challenging season of unemployment while his daughter Gretchen attended the Little Lighthouse. He explores how he experienced that and how he and his family saw God's faithfulness through that hard time. In this conversation, hosted by Sean Sahara, he also shares what it was like to go years without having a diagnosis for his daughter and what it meant for him to find a church that met the spiritual needs of his whole family, including his daughter. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Well, welcome, Sean. Welcome, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fun. Uh, It's funny. I didn't know how common the name Sean was, but is it like mostly people in your age group? Yeah, I don't know. I'm really the only Sean that I've had a relationship with. I'm one of the odd ones. I have, you know, three other really good friends that are named Sean. This is a happy coincidence. You both have the name. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're both here. Sean, Sahara, thank you for coming in earlier to share your story with your wife. I'm glad that all of our listeners will get to hear a little more in depth about you. I'm grateful you've come back today to co-host with me. And Sean Novak, thank you for coming to share your story. Yes, I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Well, we'll just dive right in. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your family? Yeah. So I'm married. My wife's name is Angela. She likes to go by Angie. We have four children, you know, nice range of 17, our oldest down to four years old. Wow. Our oldest son is a senior this year. He's 17. And then we have a freshman. He's 15. And Gretchen, she's our uh, our eight-year-old first grader. And of course, she's our little lighthouse graduate. Then we have our, you know, youngest daughter. She's four years old and she's, uh, you know, doing pre-K at Riverfield where Angie works at. Wow. Very cool. What were some of your expectations? Expectations for career and family before uh, Gretchen? Angie and I have been together for 27 years and, uh, Shortly coming up next month, 21st wedding anniversary. In fact, our 21st wedding anniversary is on our oldest son's graduation date. So Congratulations on a, both accounts. <laughs> it'll be a, a, a double celebration going on. And, you know, early on, we, I mean, we both had a vision. You know, we're high school sweethearts. I mean, we had a vision for, you know, having a family. You know, in fact, we had a, a vision for four children. Wow. You know, we had a career path. Both of us were musicians. Both went to University of Tulsa on music scholarship, and both going for education. She was at two different paths, and I was at doing music ed. You know, that, that was our vision. You know, four children, we're both educators, and luckily my vision got changed and switched up and went into the information technology field. And it's been something that I was always interested in, even early on. Well, they're both mathematics-based, right? Right, <laughs> yes, yes. Very cool. You know, that vision that we planted 27 years ago, I think we've seen so much of it come to fruition, and God has just blessed us, you mm-hmm. know, in, in all of that, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, Gretchen's story. Going back to when Angie was pregnant with, with uh, Gretchen, I mean, she would actually say that it was her best pregnancy. She was, you know, she didn't gain a lot of weight. She was very, you know, wasn't sick. You know, she would just felt really good. And then, you know, obviously towards the end, like, went in and she was in a breach position that really kind of put some stress on Angie because she did not, when you're in a, when the baby's in a breech position, that means you're going to have a C-section just it's too, right. too hard to naturally deliver. And that she just had a lot of stress about that. We had even tried to do uh, what they call a, a version and kind of move her, trying to right. flip her. And uh, that ended up not being successful, but that was just one little chink in, in the story. Right. You know, April 24th, 2013, that's when uh, our world just changed. You know, when Gretchen came in, into the world, you know, she was, you know, of course, delivered by C-section. And she came out, she was really blue. Uh, nurses and the doctors were like, that's pretty common with C-section babies. You know, they kind of, you know, did their suctioning and clean, cleaned her up. And, and she, you know, she looked pretty normal. And then, uh, you know, since... You know, Angie had delivered, you know, via C-section. She was still kind of, uh, you know, out of it with the anesthesia and all that. And they kind of laid Gretchen on Angie's shoulder. And that was like the last time for 24 hours that, she, that uh, Angie would get to see her. Mm. So, uh, and I always get emotional because no problem about Gretchen. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think we all get emotional yeah. at this, you know, yeah. at certain aspects because uh, that all that emotion is, is just right beneath the surface. That's right. It, and it's still, you know, just little remembrance mm-hmm. can bubble it up right. and, and um, let it boil over. You know, and I, you know, obviously, you know, after she uh, got to hold Gretchen, doing some air quotes here, she, you know, she really didn't get to hold her. She was just, you know, was laying on her and then after that she went we went back to the to do like apgar scores and just that's where things kind of went downhill so her oxygen levels kept uh, fluctuating she would you know desat you know wow. quite often so during the pregnancy and you didn't have any kind of diagnosis because it was so no, easy right correct. And during the birthing process or after birth right you are flooded with all of these right. events that are happening. Right. We're all of a sudden presented with, oh, something's different. Something's different. You know, what what's going on here? And it, it immediately it wasn't necessarily this is a long term problem. The nurses and the, the doctors were were kind of telling us, well, this is pretty common with, you know, C section babies. There's fluid on the lungs. She just needs to get get that out of her system and you know 24 hours she'll be you know she'll be uh she'll be normal she'll be typical right and that just didn't happen and um that that uh kind of led to a, a 38 day stay in the NICU all the NICU nurses 
loved having Gretchen because she was a full size. In fact, she was our largest baby, nine <laughs> pounds, six ounces. Wow. She's a nine pound baby in the NICU. And, you know, typically you get all the premature mm-hmm. babies or just smaller babies that are in the NICU. And the nurses loved having Gretchen in there. And so it was, it, it was a small ray of, of joy, you know, to be able to, to have that. The 38-day stay in the NICU, we did all kinds of tests and prodding and poking, and mm-hmm. and we didn't get any answers. Eventually, what happened is um, we kept pressing, and one of the things that, that kind of happened during uh, the NICU stay is that the, they wanted to give Gretchen a, a feeding tube, and we really kind of we, we struggled with that because so we talked to a lot of um, people and a lot of uh, friends that have gone through that and understood that str- the struggle. What we did is we said, "What if we don't? What if we don't do that?" And the neonatologist, she was really great. But one of the devastating thing that she said at that time when we asked was, "If we don't do this, Gretchen will be a, a failure to thrive." Mm. So, hearing that, um, those words was like a punch in the gut, right? without our care that she would be a failure to thrive. And so that was really a struggle. Luckily, our, our pediatrician at the time, he knew Angie and I, how we were with our boys, that we were great parents. And he went to the NICU and talked to the neonatologist on our behalf and just said, you know, these are great parents. They're going to do whatever's best for Gretchen. Let's let them try. I mean, let's let them not get the, the G-tube, but let's let them leave. They're in tune with what they believe is their daughter's best needs. Mm-hmm. And we live, you know, a mile from St. Francis. So if there was an issue, we're going to we're gonna be there really yeah. quick, right? Mm-hmm. So that confidence that Dr. Zomer had in us to, to uh, take care of Gretchen just set us up for, you know, continuing to seek the best for Gretchen Mm. and we left the NICU and we didn't have any answers all the tests that had that they had done had no conclusion yeah the essentially the best diagnosis we had at the time was cerebral palsy for for Angie that was a struggle because she had a an eye that uh, had cerebral palsy when she was growing up and she knew that she was younger and her aunt was you know, older, and there's a point in her teenage year where she was beyond her aunt in regards to development, mm-hmm. and, you know, IQ based, knowledge based type, you know, stuff, and you know, just uh, you know, I think that put a stress on on her. And of course, for me, this was a new experience. I never really had a special needs family member. You know, after we got out of the NICU, we continued to just, you know, seek the answers for uh, what was going on. Eventually, you know, we did whole exome sequencing. Um, that, that eventually gave us an answer. In September of 2016, she was diagnosed with a rare neurodevelopmental uh, disorder called Pura syndrome. At the time, she was near the 80th person in the world, you know, diagnosed with that. So it was, it was like, it, it wasn't a punch in the gut. It was a, a kick in the shin, maybe. <laughs> Just, you know, but it was an answer. Right. Right. Knowing that. At I least think, you know what you're right. dealing with now, right? And, 
yeah, knowing what we're dealing with. And then there happened to be some great parents that had already gone through this starting in, you know, 2013, 2014. Officially, 2014 is when Pura Syndrome was first published. That was just, that was after Gretchen was born. You know, Gretchen was born in 2013. And then a year later, that Pura Syndrome was first, you know, medically published and recognized as, as a special need, as a disorder. That's Gretchen, you know, her story. But it's just the small story, the you know, yeah, small part, right? right? So as a father, how are you managing family relations? Um, how are you managing the house? Yeah. And dealing with something that you've have no, hadn't had any experience with before. Yeah. I, I would say early on, especially when we were in the NICU, we had to lean so much on um, Angie's parents, you know, my dad and stepmom, um, who were, you know, and he lived in Tulsa, you know, because essentially, you know, for 38 days, the, our boys were without parents, you know, because we were just so entrenched in the NICU you know I I think I took and then every you know every so often I would sneak out and go eat dinner with the boys Um, but the boys were really they were living with either of our parents kind of swapping back and forth the household was uh, early on we had some neighbors that blessed us with they mowed our yard and they uh, got us you know brought us food and I mean it was just uh you know, those blessings continued even after we came home and, you know, over the last years, eight, eight years, I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how or what was going on with you spiritually. Yeah, so spiritually, of course, early on, it was a very much a struggle. Um, I had never really known to have any kind of depression but it, it, it was definitely a struggle because it was like, why, why is this happening? What, what did we do? What did, what did I do? I just had to kind of keep, continue to lean into God's word. And I surrounded myself with some other men of God, one of them being my friend, Sean. He's a special needs dad. And then some other friends, you know, we had been in youth group for a long time and just surrounded myself with them you know because that whole the uh, iron sharpens iron yeah they they really helped me you know to come through it and of course angie she's a rock she makes me better even when she would i could tell that she was also going through she was going through the same exact things her beauty always shined through and that gave me hope so tell us about some of the high points in your process of yeah. being a father of special needs child. Gretchen has you know, definitely made me more patient, especially since we had to seek a diagnosis for, you know, for three and a half years and just not having any, any answers. But that didn't mean we stopped. We, that didn't mean we just, just didn't do anything. The whole time we uh, sought out help, um, sooner start here in Oklahoma um, we had a great um, you know counselor and uh, therapist that really helped us you know the first year 
and a half of her, of her life. Yes, she got us on the waiting list. Um, of course, when we got on the waiting list, we were like 146 on the waiting list. And that that seemed, seemed like really daunting. You know, we uh, you know had an early diagnosis of cortical vision impairment, and then eventually they said Gretchen was blind. You know, we took her to a hearing center here in Tulsa, and uh, she didn't pass like any of her tests. But that was the last like bad news, like really bad news that we got. And then we just kept working and praying over her. And, um, you know, about six months later, we went to, um, you know, uh, Dean McGee in Oklahoma City. And uh, they, you know, cleared her, you know, of being blind. She passed, you know, s- several of her vision tests. Great. So she was blind, but now she could see. That's awesome. And then, and then just two weeks later, or may, maybe less, you know, we went back to the, the Shoal Center, hearing center here in Tulsa, and she passed all of her hearing tests. And, you know, that was just the start of Gretchen overcoming mm-hmm. the obstacles that were placed in front of her. Early on, like I said, you know, she was labeled to be, to be a failure to thrive. And that is not what Gretchen that's not what she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she is an overcomer. She she ended up being the our the baby that thrived the most. She was our chunky but she was our chunky baby. <laughs> you know, our our in the NICU they thought she wouldn't she would like I said be a failure to thrive, but she you know, we got her home and she just she just, you know, she did. She 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 got into our care that we felt like we needed to give her and and you know she just began to start to make waves you know and then you know after after Gretchen was you know diagnosed with Cura syndrome you know in September you know 2016 is like within a week we got the call that we were finally accepted into Little House that was it that was another you know just win on our radar right because the lighthouse has just had such a big impact on Gretchen's development, on our development as parents, you know, because of the resources that are provided here and the community, um, and uh, you know that's why we just we continue to support the little lighthouse. You know, we're uh, crew members. We you know donate monthly, and then. We like to go to, you know, like the garden party event and just continue to support the Little Lighthouse because it means so much to us. In fact, you know, later today we have a, a visit with uh, Mark and the Advantage Group because we're f- trying to wrap up our our trust and, and uh, our, our you know, get Gretchen set up for the future. Uh, and part of that kind of includes the Little Lighthouse as well. One of the things I remember being a cause for celebration throughout the whole school was Gretchen learning to walk. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, I remember when we first started, I mean, she was in a stand-up frame. Um, She did not bear weight at all. And within three months of being at the Little Lighthouse, even, I mean, even though we had had some great therapists and PT and OT, you know, externally, you know, within three months, 
she was in a K walker and she was, you know, starting to, you know, move around and really, you know, adapt to her world. We always loved that, you know, the orange class teachers were sending us these great pictures and, and it helped, it encouraged us to just continue doing what we were doing with our therapy, her external therapy, with her, you know, work that we would do at home with her. And, um, you know, in fact, you know, um, you know, another high point that I always, you know, like to, that I, it's more recent, but um, kind of ties into Little Lighthouse too, is that, uh, and, you know, the story about Gretchen just walking and using the K walker is that, um, you know, we, we were always on a, uh, journey to find a church home. For, for <coughs> Excuse me. You're fine. Um, church home for Gretchen, you know, because it's, it really is a struggle to find a church that can help take care of Gretchen or any special needs kiddo. Um, cause they just, you know, most churches aren't prepared to handle that. And, um, you know, Angie and I had been praying, you know, um, we, we were at a good church and, um, we were getting fed. Angie and I were getting fed, but we felt like the, the boys were not getting fed. And in, in turn, Gretchen just, uh, she wasn't, you know, she would, her, her physical needs were being met and that, you know, but that not her spiritual needs. And, um, you know, we often attended, uh, uh, Victory Church uh, when they had, you know, Christmas or Easter presentations. And, you know, um, you know, Easter of 2018, I believe, you know, we took our family to the presentation and, you know, Gretchen, you know, the Easter presentation. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, Gretchen did really well. I mean, she was in, in tune with the presentation. And then, like, t- towards about, like, the last 30 minutes when, like crucifixion was going on and the resurrection is, you know, she kind of gets that sensory overload, just the, the loud music and the, the, you know, the, the, the lights and music, you know, just all of it. And, you know, so I stepped out into the hallway and we kind of went walking, you know, Angel, you know, Gretchen was in her K walker and she just was trotting down the hall and she goes into her room and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't know what was going on because, you know, she, you know, um, you know, she just went into some room and I didn't know what that room was. It could have been, a, it could have been a bathroom, but, um, it ended up being, um, you know, uh, something that opened up for us. Um, I ste- I walked in and there was a, uh, a lady, um, Amy Bonham and, just started talking to her and uh she was like you know tell me about uh this we just started victory special needs ministry wow and this is the start of it and the the god moment that's amazing that that gretchen just walked walked to where she needed to her her spiritual needs met was just amazing and you know every time i of course every time i share the story i get a little 
a little teary eye, and uh, you know, I'll yeah. share a tissue box. How about that? Thank you. And uh, you know, it's 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 just amazing that we have been praying for you know for three years, and uh, you know we finally got some answers, and uh, um, we didn't just love love that she has her needs met. You know, earlier, you know, she's started out in their you know, special needs uh, class where it's full, you know, full one-on-one teachers. And now she's uh, moved into their inclusion program. Um, in fact, one of the little lighthouse uh, assistants, Mason uh, Myers, she's helped, uh, you know, set up the inclusion program. And we just love Mason and we love, uh, you know, we love, uh, Victory and, and Amy Bonham and you know we just it's such a blessing that Gretchen has her spiritual needs met you know when, while we're also getting fed and our boys are getting fed that's got to be incredibly fulfilling yeah yeah especially to have a prayer answered like that yes it it, it is uh, it that's is a great amazing. story yeah that's a great story so before we started recording you talked a little bit about. Um, a period of unemployment for you. Yes. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, we were, it's in uh, 2016, you know, Gretchen was here at the Little Lighthouse. Um, we were in the yellow class at the time. And uh, we, we um, I was working at a company and was, you know, doing, excuse me, <coughs> doing really well. And, um, yeah, the company um, you know, was kind of having some struggles financially, um, and um, you know, early probably in uh, late summer of twenty sixteen, you know, they had uh, you know lay off some people. Um, look, you know, that at the time it was uh, you know just a you know it was a small number, and um, you know they were trying to go through a restructuring. And, um, you know, we had, Angie was pregnant with our fourth child, you know, um, at the time. And, uh, you know, she was going to be, you know, coming up in November, you know, she was going to be born and, um, you know, didn't have any picture of, of, uh, that anything was going to be wrong necessarily. So, um, but in November, um, I think it was November just at the beginning, like November 1st or, you know, you know, maybe even, you know, that first week, um, you know, the company ended up announcing that they were going to go chapter seven bankruptcy and, and that essentially November 7th, um, they were going to, all employees were essentially terminated, you know, and, um, you know, that was, that was, uh, that's pro- I I I want to say, at, at the time it probably felt like that it that was worse than, you know, um, you know what we were going through in 2013 with Gretchen, but it, I mean, because like when we were going the, through everything with Gretchen and the NICU, we always had a hope that she would you know we would get through this and and and. Uh, but at the time, you know, at when, we, when I, you know, became unemployed, it was just, um, 
that was really just a shock and we had you know uh we had a special needs we have a special needs child we have two older boys um we have you know several you know our, our standard you know house and everything going on and you know what what are, what are we doing what is what's going on here and um you know and i for like two weeks i was just in a you know probably a worse depre- depression than than uh, uh when gretchen was born because i was just because this was like just it was you know like it was done to me but it it you know it wasn't you know obviously it wasn't my fault it wasn't you know the company you know just you know just it they made some you know bad decisions or whatever and uh um so it wasn't you know i i i but i i felt i felt like i was responsible right yeah so you know Coming up, you know, towards Thanksgiving, we were just like, how are we going to get through this? You know, we we always, like, we always seem to host events at our house. And I was, Angie and I were like, we, you know, she's nine months pregnant, you know, um, about to have a baby any day. Uh, we don't want to host. We don't want <laughs> we don't want to do this this is just uh this is just gonna be a you know not a thanksgiving <laughs> and um that you know things just starting to turn turn it starting to turn around and you know um one of the things that really helped was the little house you know having gretchen in a safe place um and uh we had some people that just stepped up really blessed us with finances um not only in november but all the way through like the new year um we were blessed with people that were just giving us money i mean we had one of angie's cousins like kind of told our story about the unemployment and gretchen's special needs and our new baby and they had a she had a church group that they gave us a, a large amount of money to help us through Christmas and through um, other things. And then that, that wasn't, that was just one of many things, you know, people that really helped us. Our parents, of course, that helped us. And I, you know, I, I was on unemployment and, you know, there was, you know, at the time there was just no jobs you know, in IT at the time, and I was struggling with, you know, finding something. My son was, my oldest son was playing hockey, competitive travel hockey, and we're like, how are we doing this? Yeah. And that, 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 you know, that was a a family in and of itself. You know, they, the, the hockey team really helped us a lot during that time. Um, And it, it, uh, I just, I think I just leaned into, to how, how do you, yeah, it was one of those things, how do you accept the, the, these gifts? How do you do that? And, and, but at the end of the day, you know, God is the supplier of all of our needs. That's right. Right. And I had to just 
lean into that fact and just be accepting of, you know, so many people give, giving us, you know, you know, not just money. They gave us time. They gave us, you know, uh, their ear, um, a voice to, you know, to talk with. And, um, you know, it, it, uh, it uh, really just, you know, the whole time that we went through this for about six months before I, I found uh, another job, um, that whole time we did not miss any bills being paid. And all of our needs were met. Wow. We're f- our kids were fed. That's amazing. It's just amazing that that, that you know, that story, you know, was didn't bring us to, you know and all of these things that we've had that have happened with you know, having Gretchen and having you know different things happen you know the, it was like the devil was trying to break us continue to break us and you know he, but he doesn't know our story God knows our story mm-hmm. right and uh he, he he like I said he meets all of our needs brings us, you know, to his vision. And all of those highlights seem to point to uh, one thing, and that's God taking care of you. That's right. Right, And all of these low points, right, and and the things that you don't have experience with, it seems like all of these highlights are pointing in one direction. That's right. Yeah, that's an awesome story. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So... Um, obviously there's a, an evolution of Sean, S E A N. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's an evolution of Sean. Tell me how you changed from, um, pregnancy of Gretchen to now at eight years old. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier is that I've, you know, grown in my patience. Now, does that mean I'm, most patient person ever no <laughs> I have a long ways to go um, but it has made me you know understand that sometimes you have to step back from a situation or um, you know something that's going on and, and get the full picture mm-hmm. and then lean into God's word and just you know let him you know sh- let him show you the path right and uh um, you know, I think just having, you know, for, for me, there's been so many, um, you know, resources that are available. Sometimes it's hard to understand what, what, what to take advantage of and what not to. Um, but I just, I think I lean into, you know, definitely leaned into God's word to, you know, uh, during this time and, I, I uh, sought out, you know, relationships that were, I didn't want to be alone, you know, and, and the fact that, um, you know, this was going on, because I know it is so hard to just, you know, just, you know, shrink into your man cave or whatever you have and just, you know, f- feed that depression or feed that anxiety. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's 
you know, luckily what I didn't do and I had some great friends that, you know, you know, invested in me and of course my Angie and and my family, you know, you know, doing the same and that really helped me, you know, change. Um, it helped, you know, it helped me to see a, a community too, a, a special needs community and just like, you know, what 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 are the challenges uh, that are going on? Because it it's still so prevalent, um, you know. Even though Gretchen's out of the little lighthouse, I mean, we were in this bubble here, and it's such a great um, program. Like when we graduated, we were so hesitant hesitant uh, about going into public ed, and um, but at the end of the day, God us in the right you know what we feel is the right school and Gretchen's needs are getting met no matter what right yeah and uh, you know I just think as you see these bless as I saw the blessing the blessings through the eight these eight years come in and just you know the struggles and that that knowing God is not finished with me that you know um, and I know that this is this, so this is a victory saying, but my, my best days really are, you know, right in front of me. Yeah, and they're right in front of for Gretchen too. That's awesome. So, um, in telling your story, told of of not having a diagnosis during pregnancy. Yes, right, and then being told that um, she wouldn't meet developmental milestones. Yes. So in relation to that, how do you think you, Sean, um, can uh, help kids be kids? Yeah, so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, one of my favorite verses that, that, you know, that I kind of lean towards um, is, um, you know, and I love the message version of this. It was just second Corinthians four sixteen through 18. And it says, so we're not giving up how good we, even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us on the inside where God is making new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times the lavish celebration prepared for us. That's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. And to me, that's the vision God is giving us be able to help these help our kids be themselves because you know that gives me a, a a hope for one day you know i'll see gretchen and who she is with the with the veil turned to you know lifted up and and i'll know her fully mm-hmm. you know but i know her today and i know that she has you know you know, she has needs and I need, 
you know, have to, you know, give her the best opportunity for the best life that she can have. And that's what I, I would, you know, just tell other dads is, is you know, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but, you know, you're going to have to make sacrifices, but that's, that's what we have to do to be, you know, help all of our kids be kids, especially our special needs kiddos. That's wonderful. Thank you, Sean, for sharing from your heart. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you you being so transparent about your journey. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. I really uh, enjoyed being able to share about Gretchen, about our family, just uh, everything that God has done, you know, to help us uh, overcome and be, uh, not be a failure to thrive, to be someone that has overcome and is thriving I am so happy to have heard about your story and uh, about the hope that you've had throughout the process and today and hope for a better future Um, and and, uh, the future uh, being the best part of your story Um, so thank you thank you for sharing yes Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. I hope that it's been an encouragement to you. If you have any questions for our staff or would like to share with us how this podcast is helping you, please email us at helpingkidspodcast at littlelighthouse.org. If you're new to the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, make a comment, and share it with your friends. We don't advertise because we see this as part of our outreach ministry and we would love to get the word out to more families who are looking for hope and encouragement. You can help us with that and we really appreciate your help. If you'd like to know more about the Little Lighthouse resources, check out our website at littlelighthouse.org where you can find our blog and information about enrollment. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please consider joining the crew, a passionate and determined community of monthly givers on mission to change the future of kids with special needs. And until next time, enjoy helping your kids be kids.